Okay, good morning, everybody. All right, sorry about the uh, change in schedule this week. It seems that today was a rough day for a lot of people, but we're supposed to learn anyway today. It's interesting we'll do today and tomorrow. Um, we are... Tet Amal Beis. Yes. And the Mishnah on Tet Amal Beis. And just before we go on, just to, we just this, we did a few lines of Gemara last week, but just to uh, to recap the end of the Mishnah, which is going to be the hot topic for this morning. Before we go, go on in the Gemara, the Gemara, Mishnah was discussing when we start saying Kriyashma. What's the earliest time one can go ahead and say Kriyashma in the morning? And he gave two opinions, which was later uh, evolved into five opinions in total in the Gemara. And then the Gemara says. In the middle of the Mishnah, Rabbi Lezer Shita is that one can go ahead and say it only until uh, sunrise. That's the end point for the Kriyash Mashal Shacharis. Rabbi Shua says until three hours of the day, because that's the way the normal kings, the, the sleeping patterns, they wake up at the end of three hours of the morning, and you can go ahead, and since it says, when you get up, we're going to relate that to kings, and therefore you have until the third hour of the day. And then he says, Hakori Mikan Ve'elech, uh, anyone who reads after the third hour of the day, you're not losing anything, you're not violating anything in the sense that you're, you're still at least Mekayim Talmud Torah. Okay? So in other words, it's, you're not getting the, the necessarily the schar for saying Kriyat Shema in the right time, but at least you're learning. And we asked the question, what, isn't that obvious? Anytime I say Torah, at least I'm, I'm learning Torah. So what's the Chiddush here? So this was the question of Talmud Rabbeinu Yonah. We gave a very quick answer. I just wanted Rav Shech, there's a beautiful piece in the Sefer from the, about the Rav, or about the Rav's Torah in this piece. So I want to share that with you this morning before we get into the Machlok, Esmog, and Avram, and the Grah about when the latest time we'll say Kriyashma, and then we'll go on to the Gemara. We have a uh, full day today because we finished early. So, thanks so. Okay, there you go. Um, so now, I know I almost warned them to, to go in rapid speed. Okay, so now, so Tamir Ben Yonah say, what's the Chiddush ever telling me that if one goes in and says Shema after the Zman, it's not, he didn't lose anything, it's still like learning, learning Torah. So the uh, Tamir Ben Yonah quote of Shalom Minahar, who say that this Mishnah is discussing where the person read Kriya Shema Baal Peh, he read it by memory. And we know there's a Gemara in Gitin, Daf, Samach, that says, Devarim Shebechtav, Iyah, Tairash, and Omer, Balpeh. Anything that's written in the Torah, you're not allowed to say Balpeh. Except there's a special dispensation we're given. If the whole mitzvah is Kriya, one of reading, then you can go ahead and say it Balpeh. So this would apply to Parshas Karbonos. You can say it outside of the Torah. Duchening, you can say the Psukim outside of the Torah. So there are certain times where you are allowed to go ahead and say Devarim Shebechtav, even though it's written. If it has a special chalos, or, or uh, a dispensation for reading, if it's read in the context of the mitzvah, is of reading, so then you're allowed to say it outside of the Torah itself. So, <clears throat> basically, what, what, me, what comes out from this is that Kriya Shema has a special status, one of Kriya, right, reading, and therefore you're allowed to say it even if it's not from the Torah itself. You can to- say it by memory. I don't understand, what do you mean? No, where the mitzvah itself is kriya. In other words, if the mitzvah itself is one of reading, then you're allowed to go ahead and say it outside of the Torah. You don't have to say it, you can say it from memory. Hence the name kriyas shema. So, which is also duchening and the kriyas or kabano, so on and so forth. What? Megillah is not in the Torah to start with, right? So, you're, yeah, but that's only midrabanon, but yes, that's mitzvah of kriya. So, the chiddush here is that Eve, once a portion of the Torah is designated as a mitzvah kriya, you can say it baal peh, even when you're no longer doing it for that mitzvah, because now it's not the time of kriya shema anymore, 
that time has elapsed, you can still say it Baal Peh. But we're saying it from the Torah, though. <laughs> no, but, that's not. In other words, you're not there. The mitzvah is specifically to read it in the Torah. I don't think, right? The mitzvah is there to. Be, no one's expecting everyone over every morning to open up their own 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 uh, own uh, uh, sefer Torah. So the chiddush here is once a mitzvah is designated as kriya, even if you're reading that those psukim not in the context of the mitzvah because this man already has passed, you can still say it bal pad. That's the chiddush here. Okay. Everyone get that? Once a mitzvah is defined as a shame kriya, you can say bal peh. The chiddush share is that even when you're no longer fulfilling the mitzvah, it still carries that special dispensation. Meaning here, even if it's after the third hour, you can still say it, and you're, you're, it keeps that chetz of kriya, that 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 shame, that that uh, that application of of kriya. Now, the Gemara and Daf Yudamabez actually doubles down. It says the following. It says. This concept of where's, where Kriya Shema has this special dispensation that it's a it's a chefza, it's inherently a, 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 a mitzvah of Kriya, even after the Zaman Kriya Shema, you can still say the brachos of Kriya Shema. Okay? You can still say the brachos of Kriya Shema after Kriya Shema has ended, uh, the Zaman has ended, which is interesting here because the Mishnah says, if you read Kriya Shema after the time has elapsed, you're not losing anything, it's still, you're reading by the Torah. Chista on the next daf says you can still say the brachos. What he's really saying is lo hifsid abrachos. If you say kriyashma after the zman lo hifsid habrachos, you can still say the brachos kriyashma. This is a weird again. If you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of kriyashma, why say the brachos with it? You have to. Well, you we assume you said brachos. Oh, but we said good. But the kriyashma we said in the morning for shachris presumably covers it. But yes. No, but that's how he's interpreting it. In other words, Chista, on Yudam Abayz, Rav Chista doubles, doubles down on this concept, basically. He says that if you're reading Shema, we'll get to that next off. If you're reading Shema after the Zman, you can still say the Brachos. It's not a Brachos of a Talah. It's not a Brachos which is a Chiddush, but you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Kriya Shema, so why are you saying the Brachos now? If you're reading the Torah, the Brachos are not in the Torah. So you say Kriya Shema at 9.01, let's say, after 9 o'clock, so the Zman has ended. Why would you say Berchas Kriyashma anymore? You're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Kriyashma. You're just reading regular Psukim. So why Berchas Kriyashma? Oh, so let's see. So the Rambam, listen to what the Rambam says here. The Rambam, and once we understand a little bit deeper of the, of the connection of Kriyashma to Berchas Kriyashma, we'll see something fascinating. The Rambam brings something really fascinating. Says that, listen to what the Rambam says in Berchas Kriyashma. He says, Safikara Kriyashma, Safik Lokara. If one goes ahead and not sure whether he read Kriyashma or not, should he read Kriya Shema again? What's the normal rule? Anytime we have a suffix, we're in doubt as to the performance of a mitzvah minat Torah. You have to go ahead and do it. What do we know about brachos? All brachos except benching and possibly berchos Torah, all midrabanan. So if you have a chance to go ahead and redo the mitzvah because you're not sure if you did the mitzvah, you certainly do the mitzvah. If I'm not sure if I put tefillin on today. Do I have to put tefillin? I don't, have, I don't see my lines. I wake up. I was in a daze, I'm jet-lagged, I woke up, I don't know if I put tefillin on today. Does one go ahead and put tefillin on? For sure. That's a mitzvah minat Torah. Would one go ahead and make the brachas? What would you tell me? No, because no, the brachas are midrabanan, except the two, it's a brachas of Torah and benching. If you're not sure you bench, you always have to go back and bench. That's suffix the rice of the chumrah. So listen, what, the, what would we have expected the Rambam to say? 
If one is not sure if he suffered kara kriyashma, suffered lo kara, you're not sure if you went ahead and read kriyashma that day, and you, the sun is about to set, and it's going to be the end of the, uh, uh, sorry, the, let's just say it's almost nine o'clock in the morning, you're not sure if you read it. You woke up in the days, you're not sure if you said it, or if it's at nighttime, you're not sure if you said the nighttime kriyashma. Would you say kriyashma? Yes. Would you say you have to repeat the brachos? No. Listen to what the Rambam says. Suffolk kara kriyashma, suffolk lo kara, choser vikare, umivarech lefanel he repeats the brachos. Not only does he repeat Shema out of Suffolk, he repeats the brachos with it. This flies in the face of what we just said. How do you explain that? In fact, whenever the Rambam says you have a Suffolk whether to do a mitzvah, you never make a bracha. He brings many examples of this. He says, by a tumtum and an androgynous, if someone is either has, both, um, has sexual characteristics of both a male or female, or it's unclear whether they're a male or female, they can sit in the sukkah, but they don't make a bracha. They can go ahead and put tzitzis on, but you don't make a bracha, right? The Rambam, famous machlokas, Rambam, Rabbeinu Tam, if a woman does a mitzvah that she's not commanded it, does she make a bracha? So Rabbeinu Tam says, yes, you can still say vitzivanu, even though she's not obligated to wear the tzitzis because it's a mitzvah, sasechus grama, but she's still in the parsha, vitzivanu, because all yidin were commanded, so she can still make the bracha. The Rambam was of the opinion that if you're not commanded in the mitzvah, she cannot make the bracha, which is why Sephardim, Women, Svarti women, never make a leshe basuka because they're not commanded. They can sit there, but they can't make a bracha. Whereas we follow Rabbeinu Tam, the Ashkenazim, there were Ashkenazi women going to sukkah, they can make a bracha. They can say leshev. That aside, so the Rambam in general always holds by a suffake bracha, you do not make the bracha. And three examples, by sukkah, tzitzis, and mila. Mila, if you're not sure, let's say they've, if they both characteristics, they certainly have at least the male characteristics to have a Mila. But in that case, or wearing tzitzis or sitting a sukkah, he says they would do the mitzvah without the bracha. So clearly the Rambam holds in any place of suffolk, you do not make the bracha. Isn't it strange here that he would say that if you forgot to say Kriya Shema, or you're not sure, sorry, if you said Kriya Shema, say Kriya Shema, we agree with that, because that's Minat Torah. But he says, Chosim Mivarach Lefanel which is weird, right? According to what we're understanding. Maybe he- Putting the brachot as part as the oh, Shema. beautiful. That's that's going to be the answer. Beautiful. You're not reading ahead, right? No, I okay, it's, I'm kidding. It's on the next page anyway. You can't see it. So anyway, I knew he would think so. I, it's I, on the next page. It's on the next page. It's on the next page. So normally, if one doesn't do a mitzvah, and I didn't do the, and I'm not sure if I did the bracha, it's two separate tzvikos. I'm not sure if I went ahead and I and I put tefillin on today. I'm not sure if I shook lulav on day number one. So I have two sveikos now. Suffolk number one is, did I shake lulav? And did I make a bracha? So for the first one, we'll say, do the mitzvah. For the second suffolk, which is independent, we'll say, don't make the bracha, because that's a dirabanan. And and any suffolk, dirabanan, we always note for the tzad of being mekel. We always lean towards the, the more lenient way. We don't make the bracha. So, but here, clearly, from the fact that the Rambam says this, in the context of Kriya Shema, obviously it's one suffolk. Even lach, we'll get to that. Well, it's by definition, lach, let's say it's lach hazman. It's not by definition lach hazman, but, but he's saying, we said earlier, that at least according to the Shita of Chista, and Yudam and Beis, you would go ahead and say the brachas as well. Oh, so we're going to get to that in a second. We're going to get to that in a second. We, hold that thought. Hold, we're going to get to that. So, <clears throat> Rav Salvechik, this is brought down to Rav Shechter Sefer on Tefillah, I think Dr. Alan Wasserman has a few Sfarim Rav Shechter, all fantastic, he brings down all of Shechter's notes and he compiles it beautifully. So on page 90 of the Rav Shechter Sefer on Tefillah, he brings from the Rav 
that we shows that, and he's going to bring a proof, there are a few proofs, I just brought one, that the whole takana of Kriyashma and, and Berchus Kriyashma was that they're one, as I, I alluded to. It's the actual takana of Kriyashma was instituted, the Chacham Masakin, that it becomes part of Kriyashma. Listen to, what it, listen to another example. So obviously they're not two separate independent Sfekos, doubts it's really one. Listen to this Rambam as the, as the Rav brought this as a proof. It says, normally we know that the Chachamim established the Matbeah, the, the template of a bracha. And you have to stick to the brachas that they created. So it says, V'nosach kol ha-brachos, the Rambam says, Hilchos brachos, Aleph, hey. V'nosach kol ha-brachos, Ezra b'sdino tiknum. Ezra and his bezdin went ahead and established all the templates for the brachos. V'en roi l'shanosam, you can't change them. L'lohosif al-achismim, l'lohogorogavim. You can't go ahead and subtract the words or go ahead and add any words to the brachos. Listen to what the Rambam says, Hilchos brachos, not kriyashma. General by Hilchos brachos. V'cholamishane mimat be'ya shetovu chachomim b'brachos, eino elatoa. If someone changes the verbiage of any of these brachos, he's making a mistake. He doesn't say that you're not yotze the bracha. It's just, it's not good. But he doesn't say you're not mekayim the bracha. This, the implication is if you change the nusach, you nonetheless fulfill the mitzvah. Would you agree, Jason? He just says you're making a mistake. He doesn't say you're not. Listen to what he says by, by Hilchos Kriyashma now. In Kriyashma, he says as follows. Klolo shel davar. The general rule is kol mishana mimatbeya shetov chachamim bebrachos. Anyone who changes the matbeya of the berachos kriyashma harizetoa, the same lashon v'chozer umivarech kimatbeya. You have to go ahead and repeat, repeat it away the the in the lashon that the chachamim made the brachos. Clearly, a distinction between generalized brachos, any berachos mitzvah before I put tefillin on sits as mezuzah. If you didn't make the exact bracha. Okay, it's not the best, but you, implication is you fulfilled it. Here he also says Torah, but he says you have to go back and make the bracha again. That's the only time he says that. The only time? I'm not sure the only time. I wish I knew the Rambam Balpeh. But, but clearly he makes a distinction between this and other brachos. So this is the, what the Rav was saying. When the Chachamim instituted the mitzvah of Kriyashma, it was part and part, the brachos of Kriyashma were part and parcel of the Takana of Kriyashma, therefore the whole brachos have a different status, therefore we can make sense of what Rav Chista is going to say next daf, when we see it, that even if you're saying Kriyashma after the Zman, excuse me, after the Zman, you can still say the brachos with it, even though you're not fulfilling the mitzvah of Kriyashma, you're fulfilling Talmud Torah, you can still make. So with his understanding of the Rav, that the Berchus Kriyashma are inherently very different, the normal relationship between a bracha and a mitzvah is not what we find here. It's a totally different different relationship, and that was the in, initial institution when the Chachamim made this bracha, that's what their intention was. If you, if you did it again, though... If you did what it, again? Say Kriyashma, or do, or, or do the Lulav and Esra, aren't you saying a bracha Lulav No, so... so let, let's backtrack a second. So we, we hold that you do not make the bracha again by a Lulav. By a lulav, any mitzvah we, that's minat Torah, you go ahead. If you're any time you, you have yourself, you do it without the bracha for sure, for sure. It's 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 funny actually. You just you just made you just brought up something. I remember when I was chavrusos uh, with Rav Goldberg and Rav Shechter. Shear Rav Shechter, we were discussing uh, in Yonei Sukkos, and Rav Shechter said some things stick with you. Thirty years later, Rav Shechter said the Rav had a pet peeve that three there that people put so much. Um, emphasis on the bracha, they lose sight of the forest from the trees, that the, re- the mitzvah is the real mitzvah, is the mitzvah itself, the performance of the mitzvah, and not the brachas. But people put so much weight on the brachas, they lose the forest from the trees. And the Rav said this, uh, Rav Shachos said in the name of the Rav, that this was one of his pet peeves. There are three examples where people 
misappropriate the chashivas, the importance of the mitzvah, to the bracha. And he says three examples. One is on Shmini Atzeres. The Gemara says clearly, Yisuve Yasvinan Uvruchelomavarchinan. One is supposed to sit in the sukkah, says the Gemara. On Shmini Atzeres, but you don't make a bracha. Why don't you make a bracha? Because it's a bizayon. You're saying Leshiva Sukkah as if the mitzvah is a sukkah, but it's Shmini Atzeres, we know, is a regal b'fneatzmo. It's a separate mitzvah. So since you don't make a bracha over the years, eh, we don't have to sit in the sukkah. You make all these excuses, people come inside, Shmini Atzeres to sit in the sukkah. The Rav felt, at least what Rav Shachter said, that really you're supposed to sit in the sukkah, but since we don't make the bracha, people assume the mitzvah is not so significant anymore. One is the bracha de Rabbanan, one is the mitzvah de Raisa. Another example he said, and this, we're all guilty of this one. First of all, Rav Shachter, during that share, noted that he thought one of the reasons people don't sit in the sukkah so much anymore is that the Hasidim and Fabrengans, and they could fit 10,000 yidin in a sukkah, even in the Bav of sukkah, they couldn't fit 10,000 yidin. Anyone ever see the Bav of sukkah? Yeah, yeah. Amazing. So, um, probably could fit thousands, but, but in general, sukkahs couldn't fit that many people, so that was with stire. Because it didn't with stire, it's part of the sukkah. If it's, if it's uncomfortable, if it's raining, you don't sit in the sukkah. So because it was so crowded and people were standing on top of each other, hanging from the rafters, hanging from the schach, they would go inside. Okay, another example was Sfira Saomer. We know you're supposed to count every night with a bracha. When one forgets one full 24-hour period, he should really resume counting the next night, but he doesn't say a bracha. People assume, oh, I'm not counting the bracha anymore. It's much less chashev in their eyes. They're much less makbid to continue the count. So this was another example where the Rav felt that people are, are misappropriating the importance to the bracha rather than to the mitzvah. And the third example was tefillin on chalamoid. That since we don't put tefillin, I mean, I have to wear, my minag is to wear, majority probably here do not wear, right? Who wears tefillin on, on chalamoid? With a bracha. Really? Not in Yerushalayim, though. You put it in Betsina. Put, put it in Betsina. You hide. They'll stone you. You have to hide in your apartment. So anyway, in Yerushalayim, you're not supposed to put tefillin on Bifar uh, Hesia. So on Chalamoid. So he felt that since you're not supposed to make a bracha, my apologies, most people don't make a bracha when they put tefillin on Chalamoid. No, no. I'm, not, I'm just saying the majority is that, so you're a real, real Yachid B'Yachidim because you're putting on tefillin with a bracha. Baruch Hashem. So anyway, so, but most people who do put on tefillin do not make a bracha, and therefore over the years, since they don't make a bracha, he felt that was why a lot of people were lax in putting on tefillin chalamoid. So these are three examples that the Rav, you just mentioned, that the, the Rav used to feel that people really, you know, should be doing the mitzvah, but since the brachas fell by the wayside, so people uh, seem that the mitzvah is less important. Okay. Glad I was able to stir that. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm sure, that's what, I'm sure that's what you were, were leading me to. Okay. Did the Rav put on the I I don't know. I mean... You have to ask Rav Shachter. I'm not, I have no idea. Okay. At least that's what Rav Shachter said in his name. Okay. Now, one other thing we have to discuss. Alan brought this up last week before you go on to the Gemara. Critically important. Rabbi Yeshua says one can say Kriya Shema until the end of three hours. So what does that mean? Because that's the way the kings went ahead and they woke up and it says, Uv Kumecha will relate that to kings. So first of all, does it mean, Ad Shal Shal says it mean the beginning of the third hour or the end of the third hour? So the Rambam holds the end of the third hour, and that's on the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. So on a perfect day from 6 to 6, one would be allowed to say Kriya Shema until 8.59. Good? They say for Uraim, says until the beginning, which would be 8.01. We don't Paskin like that. He means the beginning of the third hour. We don't Paskin like that. We hold until the end of the third hour. That's the Shulchan Aruch Paskins. We also discussed last week that when the Torah says Sha'ah, it means a Sha'ah Zmania. It's not a regular 60-minute hour. What they did was, and this is brought down by the Mishnah Brewer on this Zawi Paskin, that a Shazman is you take the 12 hours, sorry, sorry, that's, you take all the daylight time and you divide it by 12, and each 
each unit is a shazmania, which means if it's a perfect six to six day, light to, to, to dark, it's 12 hours, so it's one hour is the shazmania. In the winter, when the daylight is much shorter, so shazmania is obviously longer. If you have 10 hours and you're dividing by 12, right? As opposed to if you have, um, shazmania is going to be shorter, sorry. In the summer months, my apologies, in the summer, just the opposite. In the summer months, when it gets light early and dark really late, each shazmania is going to be more than an hour, maybe an hour, seven minutes, hour, 14 minutes, so on and so forth. Now, we happen to hold that we possibly, like the Mishnah Baruch, that shazmania refers to this calculation. You divide the, the time by, by 12. The, um, the Rav Yaakov Emdin and the Pnei Yeshua actually felt differently. We don't postulate that. But the, the Pnei Yeshua and Rav Yaakov Emdin felt as follows. What you do is you find Chatzos at midnight. So let's say Chatzos that night is 1245. You take nine hours after 1245 and it'll be till 945. They don't work basically on the same concept of Shazmania. What they do is they take Chatzos, Lila. And then if it's the end of the ninth hour, you just add nine hours, literally nine 60-minute intervals until 9.45. Okay, now... Whatever time Chatzos is that night. So if uh, Chatzos so was 12.45... So it's longer than 12 hours, you've got to add all those minutes up. Correct, correct. Well, once Chatzos is there, then the day starts a Chatzos for that purpose, okay. and you add the, the, a sha'a, an hour, a 60-minute hour after that. Okay. Now, the question is, how do we define the day? When does the three hours start? So there are two possibilities. Do we go after daylight or do we go after sunlight? Daylight starts at dawn. And it really goes until even after sunset, still, you can still walk outside and see. So it really goes until tzais. Okay, that's the Magen Avram Shita. Okay, and it's also the Truma Sadeshin, although no one attributes it to the Truma Sadeshin. He was a Rishon. He lived much earlier, but we give more to Avram Gambiner. It was the Magen Avram. And he says, basically, it's a much longer day. It's from, it basically goes on daylight. So from Alos, dawn, all the way until Tzais, until the stars come out, you divide the day by 12 portions. But it means you're starting the day three hours from the morning, from Alos. The Vilna Gon, the Levush, the Arach HaShulchan, Rav Shneur Zalman, the Balatanya, they all hold that it goes based on sunlight, sunrise to sunset which means that the day is going to be shorter, but that also means that we start counting the three hours later. from sunrise later, a good so hour so later. Well, I mean, we're able today to tell you when a is and says is anyway. Yeah, but I'm just saying but, it's easier to determine when the sun is up and when the sun is down. I mean, today, thank God, you can look on Zmanam.com, you find, yeah. MyZmanam.com, you find <laughs> everything. I mean, maybe back then, but I'm now... Just saying, I'm just saying this site-wise... Oh, for, for us, yeah. meaning if, you don't, if you're living in a desert and you don't have uh, any uh, Wi-Fi, okay, maybe. Okay, <laughs> so now, um, we couldn't live without Wi-Fi today. You go somewhere to like a hotel for five minutes and you're already calling the front desk, there's no Wi-Fi. So anyway, so, so it's a much, but it's starting longer. Now, we happen to ha- Paskin, like my Moshe Feinstein says, Paskin likes the Grah. That's what you have actually later in each day. Okay, you have later in each day, but that's the basic machlokas, a very famous machlokas. We say zman kriyash malshmagnavram, zman kriyash malshmagnavram, which is the Vilna Gon. So the Vilna Gon, always, you always have an extra 30, 40 minutes, let's say, to go ahead and make it. The obvious question, and the, the Vilna Gon actually addresses this himself. He says, why would we say that kriyashma starts from, sorry, the shazmanio start from nates if we know that kriyashma and the other mitzvahs of the day Start from Alos. Isn't it a contradiction? Notice he admits that when Zman Tfilin, Zman Kriyashma, the earliest, earliest, earliest time is Alos. So why wouldn't you start the Shazmanios? He says one is based on the Torah's obligation. They're two separate things. 
It's orange and ap- apples, basically. Apples and oranges. Why? Because one is the, the, the function of time. One is the function of Chazal said to do the mitzvahs. It's unrelated. So he doesn't really find it an inherent stira. Okay, so that is the machlokas. So at least now we have some understanding as to why there's a difference in the in the sof zman kriyashma. And it's interesting, by the way, they would say the um, the answer why it doesn't really change so much. Let's say the um, the Rav Yaakov Emdin and the Pnei Yeshua, why would it not change in the winter or the summer? If Chatzos is 1245, because he says the king's patterns of sleeping didn't change every day. The king's not going to say it's the winter, now I'm going to get up a little earlier or later. The king slept, the kings were, were above, you know, the seasons. So for them, it was a fixed nine hours. Whenever Chatzos was, it was a fixed nine hours. They slept nine hours. It wasn't going to change on the time of the, of the year. That, that's the answer for, uh, for why they say it's a fixed time. In any event, let's go on now in the Gemara. We started last week. We discussed a little bit. We're up to now. We discussed about the diff, five different opinions, and we spoke about the earliest, earliest time for Kriyashma. So we're up to now. Hayid, Rav Yossi ben Eliakim. It's 2, 4, 6, 8, 10. 11 lines into the wide lines, in the middle wide lines of the daf. Middle of the word, a uh, line. Hey, Rav Yossi, everyone have it? Hey, Rav Yossi ben el So he went ahead and he said as follows. Let me make sure that I have it. Okay, so I just went ahead and I, okay. He said as follows. Mishum kehila, kahala kadisha di in the name of the kahal, kadoshim in Yishalayim, kola somech gula latfila, anyone who somech gula latfila basically says, God Yisrael, and without any pause or hesitation before Shemona Esrei, right over here. Eino nizok kol hayom kulo. He is prevented, he's, he's, he's uh, uh, shielded against any, any harm all day long. By the way, if you remember, we said the whole concept of Somechigulatfila, we broke, we said last time, is it says in Tehillim uh, um, Yutes, it says, Hashem Suri Ali, Hashem is my rock, my foundation, he's my goel. And then the next uh, Tehillim, the next parak starts out with, Yancha Hashem Biyom Sarah, Hashem should answer us on a, on a, with, for our tribulations, for our troubles. And the juxtaposition of Hashem Suri Ali at the at last Pasuk in Yutes, and the first Pasuk of Tehillim, Perachof, is Yan Hashem Yom after Hashem Suri Vigoali. He's my Goel, Goel Yisrael. There's no bigger praise in HaKadosh Baruch than referring to him as our Goel, as our Goel, as our Redeemer. And therefore we go ahead, and before you go ahead and you ask Bakashos, you butter him up, right? You want, to, you want to get good with the teacher, give him a shiny red apple in the old days, and you'll get a better grade on your, on your test. So before we go ahead and we ask HaKadosh Baruch for our needs, for our Bakashos, you want to refer to him as the Goel Yisrael. He redeemed us, it's the greatest Shavach you can give. Okay. So the Gemara says, Amar Avzeira, we have this Gemara, by the way, in Daf Dalit also, Daf Dalit Mabez. Amar Avzeira, Aini, is it really so? I went ahead and I was so mechilotfila and I was harmed. How? Amrulei, bimai tazdkit. What exactly, what was your harm? So he says, I was forced to go ahead and bring these expensive myrtles to the house of the Melech. I was forced, his, uh, his uh, inner circle came to him, knocked on my door and said, uh, you know, bring these uh, myrtles you have in the backyard. They're very expensive. The king wants it. So it cost me financially. So the Gemara says, <laughs> You would have had to pay anyway to see the face of the king. There's a chiv. We're supposed to go ahead and visit the king. And even if you didn't bring this, it would have cost you a lot to come see him. You don't just get into the, uh, to the, the king's inner chambers for free. You would have had to pay an entrance fee. So why why do we have to why would you have had to pay says Really everyone should go ahead and always make an effort 
to go see and go greet a king, meet him up close to close. Not only does this only apply to a, uh, a Yiddish king, even to see a non-Jewish king. Why? Why would we go ahead and have to go ahead and see a non-Jewish king? Why is that important? If the person is Zochemer Hashem to get Olam Haba, and then he would see really the greatness of the Malchei Yisrael, then he would get an appreciation for the difference covered and yira that we would show Malchei Yisrael when we meet the Malchei Yisrael and the difference between what regular Basavadam non Jewish kings are. So for us to get an appreciation for Kavod Melech, Kavod Melech, you would have to pay that anyway, and that's the only way you would see. This next line, the Gemara, uh, it relates back to. Um, to the next few lines, relate back to Daf Dalad and we see when someone goes up to Eretz Yisrael from Bavel, from here, Hassam was in, was Eretz Yisrael was there. go ask about the following person. Go ask about uh, how the Rav Brona Achim, Rav Brona, who my brother is, my brother. Go ask everyone about him, and you'll hear. But ask in front of everyone. Make it a public declaration. Who knows Rav Brona? Please take me to see him. Dalim Godolu is obviously a, a, a man of great stature. Visameach be mitzvos, right? He's Ivdus Shem Basimcha. He was always happy doing mitzvos. Zimnachada. I'll tell you a story about him. One time, he was Somach Gulal Tfila. Doesn't mean only one time in his life, but on one day where he was Somach Gulal Tfila, Lo Pasichocha Mipume Kuleyoma. He never stopped smiling. He never stopped smiling. He fulfilled this mitzvah and the whole day, and you should learn from him. You should go ahead. And let him be mashpi on you. You'll see, you'll hang around him. You'll have great things come to you. So, by the way, so what is so great about this, by the way? What is so great about being so mechulotfila? So, he said that based on this sukkah that we just said, that the whole chap is that before you go ahead and you ask bakashos for a kadosh you should go ahead and give him shavach. We know that Shimon Esrei is full of bakashos. Atachonin, give us knowledge. Barachalenu, give us physical sustenance. Slachlanu, forgive us. So on and so forth. So before Bakashos, we have to go ahead and be Somech Gula Tefillah. Is there a mitzvah to be Somech Gula Tefillah on Shabbos? What would you say? Do we make Bakashos on Shabbos? We don't make Bakashos. Shabbos, he melizok. We don't make a Bakashos on Shabbos, which is why our whole Shemon is different. We don't ask Hashem for knowledge. We don't ask Him for Rifa'inu. We don't ask Him for the uh, Yushalayim and, and, and uh, Hashiva Shoftenu. We don't ask Him for these things. There's no Bakashos. So if there's no Bakashos... Okay, but that's in the context of Hodah, but yeah. But, so the question is, the, 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 the middle brachos, we don't say. Why? Because no bakasha, we don't make requests on Shabbos. So if the whole reason for being so mekulah tefillah is so we go ahead and we butter him up, but, we butter up HaKadosh before we go ahead and ask for bakasha, and there's no bakasha on Shabbos, so Mestama, you should not have it. So in fact, la halacha, listen to what the Shulchan Aruch says. The Shulchan Aruch actually says, that you do not go ahead and listen. It says brought in the name of the Rama. V'yesh Omrim did Sarchlis in Siman Kuf Yud Aleph. V'yesh Omrim had the Sarchlis Mogul Tefila. Hainu Dafka B'Chol Obiyantif. Those who say you have to say Mogul Tefila specifically in Chol or Yantif Al B'Shabbos ain't Sarch. Why? But in Shabbos one does not have to go ahead and be Mogul Tefila. Not that you should go ahead and have Kiddush Club after God Yisrael before Shmon Esrei, but you don't, the same obligation is not there. The time of the Bidon Tzmech Lot Tefillah, M'shem Dachsiv Yan Chashem Yom Tzor V'Samech Le'yilos Onam Reifi. Because we just said, normally you have to go ahead and be Tzmech Lot Tefillah because of these two Pesukim, the last Pesukim, Perak Yud Tes Telem. 
Hashem uh, Tzuri and the first next pasuk in the next parak is Yan Hashem Yom The juxtaposition, obviously, it's related to Bakashos. Vishabis lav zman tzara, but on Shabbos it's not a time of tzara. We don't ask for Bakashos, so you would not say it. On, you don't. This obligation doesn't exist on Shabbos. What would you say about Yantif? So says the Ramah. Nira the Masha ain't can be Yantif who Mishum Shahu you may him you may did. He says, and Yantif, even though what Dr. Bruxen said is correct, you would think that's also not a time for necessarily for Rakashos. Says the bottom line is Yantif is Yimeyadin. And where does he know this from? Look at the Mishnah, right? Arba Prakim Olam Nidon, Pesachalatvua. We are judged on Pesach for the Tua. We are judged. Rosh Hashanah, we're judged. Sukkot, we're judged. Shavuos, we're judged. So it, it is the type of Yimeyadin. And because it's Yimeyadin, we should ask the Kaddish Baruch Hu for Barkashos. So even though I would have ostensibly agreed with you, based on Svarah, that should be the same thing. Shabbos, Yandavir, almost always the same thing for everything. Shush, shush. But he says for the, it would apply on, on, on Yontif because even though we don't necessarily make Bakashas to the same extent we do to Yimei Achol because there's so much power in these, uh, in these days because we're being judged on so many different things, the, the obligation being so much would apply. Okay. On Shabbos, we should say Amen after Gal Yisrael. That's a great point. So according to this, you would. There are even some shitas that say you can. Uh, the Ramah brings it. But according to what you're saying, it would make sense. Because, right, normally the Chazan oftentimes will say, Baruch Hashem, Goal, and be silent, so no one says Amen before Goal, their guy Yisrael, and the Stardash Monastery, because that theoretically could be Hefzik. Some people say it's not Hefzik, you're answering the Bracha, but here it would be much more easy to get away with saying Amen, and the, and the Chazan saying the whole Bracha, because of what Eddie just, just said. Okay. Say again? Why did the Chazanim, many of them, do not complete the Bracha? You don't hear it. Not the You're talking about Jimei Yeah. That's exactly it, because not everyone says you should say Amen. No, on Shabbat also. You know, you're, talking about, you're talking about Chol now. Right. So many people purposely don't say it because... The, on Shabbat in, <clears throat> in the, uh, one second, so there are some plenty of people who say you should not make Amen because that would be Hefzik. So for that reason, if you don't put the person in the position that doesn't have to say Amen, then you get out of the, you get out of the problem. Yeah. What do you mean? You're not, you're, you're not, the chazan doesn't repeat it in Nusachari and Svar, I believe. During Kedusha? Yeah. Okay. So it's why it's so hard to get the timing right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Vaiter. So now, the mark continues. It says, <clears throat> So how should one go ahead and be so mechagul We saw this earlier. Huomer. Says Hashem, Hashem, allow my mouth to be open. So my mouth can go ahead and give you, shower you with praise. And after Shimon Asrei, who Omer, the Pasuk says, Sorry, the person says, the Pasuk, Now, why don't we go ahead and just say that these uh, these uh, extra psukim, Hashem's Fasifach, should be by Arvis? Because there we're not Khoshes as much for uh, for Smichas Gulatfila. We said Arvis is Rishus, and it's not so critical to go ahead and be so if we know we have to say this Psukim, 
So the easiest way to get out of it is don't say it by Shacharis, where we know there's a chiyuv of smichas gula Say it by Mariv. And therefore you say, Hashem's Fasayin Tiftach, it's not as critical. Umar says, no, no, no. Mariv is not, of course Mariv, you have to go ahead and be somek and This we saw, this is a direct quote from Daf Dalar Mabez. For Amr Rabbi Yochan, Ezeu ben Olam Haba, who is Zoha to merit the world to come, even if you're so by Arvis, you're Ben Olam Haba. So we see that there's a critical need uh, and, and benefit to saying, uh, being so by, by Marv itself. Why don't you say it by Mincha? You're not saying Goal Yisrael. If you're not saying Goal Yisrael by Mincha, then you don't, there's no concept of Smichas Gula So you're not violating anything. There's not a hefsek. So just say these Pasuks. We are told someone has to say the Pasuk before Shemon Say it by Mincha. Shalom Yisrael. You have no problem. So he says, Ravashi, Amar, okay, that's one possibility. Oh, good. So Ravashi says, No, no, no. You could say that when, when Rabbi Yochanan said to say this Pesukim of Hashem's Fashai Tiftach, he was talking about all three Tfilos. It's not a hefsek. It's not a hefsek because of the Rabban. If you were to go ahead and start putting in your own, you have a, 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 all of a sudden this, this urge to say, Adon Olam. Beautiful Shavach to Kaddish Baruch Hu. We saw the Marsha. Afkid Ruchi. I'm giving you my Pikadin. You're energizing. You're giving it back to me. Fully charged. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Malchus. That's not the place for it. But if the, if the Rabbanon instituted this, that's not considered a, a hefsek uh, that you're violating Smechas Gulotfila. And if you don't say this, if you don't say that anything that the Chomim instituted can count towards either a longer Geula Richta or a longer Tefillah, you run into the following problem, what, what, which is what? By Mariv, how do we go ahead and fulfill this obligation every night? We have to say Hashkivenu every night. And Hashkivenu, as Dr. Bruxin just pointed out, is between Gal Yisrael and Shemon Esrei. So aren't you being Mavsik? You're not being Somek Geula Tefillah. You have to say as follows. Since the Rabbanon instituted to say Hashkivenu there, Hashkivenu kigula richta damya. We already saw it before, because in the Brach of Hashkivenu, we're asking Kaddish Baruch Hu to go ahead and save us from the Makas Bechor. So that's part of the Gula. So it's kigula richta. Yes, it's after the Brach of Gal Yisrael. It's before Shmon Esrei, but that's not a hefsek. It's also Inyan. It's the exact same words. We're asking Hashkivenu, we're asking Kaddish Baruch Hu in that Bracha. Makas, right, to save us from Makas Bechoros. That's Etzim Agula. So there it's considered Gula Richta. So say the same thing. Since the Rabbanon instituted the words Hashem's Fasayin Siftach, it's considered like a longer, it's an extension Tefillah, Hashem Esrei, bringing earlier. It's, in other words, we're not extending. Hashkivenu is an extension of Gula. And this Pasuk is a a, a prefix, so to speak, to, uh, to the Shemon Esrei, so we're bridging the gap, there's no hefsek, and therefore it does not violate the principle of well, Sumech Lula Tefillah, it's 9 o'clock, perfect ending. Tomorrow, thank everyone, tomorrow we're going to have a fascinating insight of the Rav about the Baruch of Al-Malashinim and Shmuel HaKatan. We'll see everyone tomorrow, have an amazing day.